0: I'm, I'm really excited because we, we're going to come to the to the bit now that people usually cover right at the beginning of any prophetic teaching. Of all the do's and don'ts, don't do that. Be careful about this, you shouldn't be doing that. You should really be careful about say this or don't say that. Um, and uh, ah, the older I get, the more I'm... Sound like a really, old, you know, in my old age. Uh, uh, the older I get, the more I realize that God's really not that concerned about us making mistakes. I'm not. I'm not talking about sin, and I'm. I don't. I don't mean that mistakes don't have um, consequences. And I don't ever want to make a mistake lightly that would bring pain or harm to somebody else. And yet, ah. Uh, the Christian body has been so hard toward pioneers. We've been so quick to judge people. And, uh, and I just I hope that us as a body of Christ, we can learn how to be a bit more gracious toward people learning, knowing that part of pioneering is making mistakes. But we, we are so, we're so very ungracious because... If you want to break through, it needs to be a breakthrough within the structures of what is approved now. Now, the whole point of new wine is new wine skin needs to grow around it. So if you judge the new wine by the old wine skin, if you judge the new theology by how well oiled the old structure works already, it always will fall short. It will, you'll never. Yeah. Jesus himself even says nobody likes the new wine. Like, every, of course, old wine is good wine. Why? Because it's matured. All the settlements, you know, settled. um, And all the impurities have been sifted out. And it's just, it's good stuff. It's matured. It's actually been just through a process of maturing and refining. And then there's this new kid on the block that has this wild idea that God could do something that is so different from what we have experienced so far. And uh, and in the process, he makes a couple of mistakes, or she makes a couple mistakes. And we're like, oh, see? That's just, you know, the immaturity of the youth. Nobody should, oh, this is, if this is the fruit of your doctrine, then we don't want to. It's like, it's rubbish. We need to give and have grace with people that pioneer and press through into new things. Yes, they do need fathering, and I'll be talking about this a bit tomorrow in the prophetic. But I just oh, it pains me how we crucify our pioneers that actually need to, they are the ones that carry that breakthrough thing for, for the more of our tomorrow. And we don't give them the space to make mistakes today. And uh, not knowing that, yes, it, it just that's the price of um, every, every good company has an R&D department. And they get paid to make mistakes. That's all they do. I don't know how many iPods have been created before they chose that one. But if they, you know, if, if somebody would come, you know what? I just believe in this little thing that we can. You know, the iPod first had like, we can't even imagine it anymore. It had an extra hard drive in it, a spinning thing. It was fat. It was thick. It had five gig. Five gig is nothing today. It's like five gig. And Steve Jobs stood there. was like, this is revolutionary. And everybody's like, whoa. Five gig of music, this is like twice my library, you know. But you have no idea however many iPods and i whatever they had before and what the lab looked like. It's like, oh this is rubbish, this doesn't work, this is not work. Yeah, but let's let's keep going, let's keep believing and that's you know, I'll put enough money aside for you to have the time and the resources to develop this because I know that there will be old wine that will come out of this new stuff. And so, for us, prophesying just personally in our own life, um, because in the past we've seen people getting publicly crucified because they have made mistakes, and and yes, if there's mistakes that have caused other people harm, we need to take ownership of this. But as a church, you know, not Kingsway now, just as the church. Tr- this. we just um we need to learn to be okay with mistakes have the maturity that that adults have when kids learn to walk be like that's okay you know i've got this and i'll cover you until you have the maturity to walk on your own legally kids parents are responsible for their kids until they're 18 somehow as a church again the church we've kind of We've kind of left our little kids all on in. If they made mistakes, it's all on them. And let's crucify them publicly and let's sit back and be like, "Yeah, see you should have stuck with the old, the old guard. And so with the prophetic, as we step into more and learning new stuff, you will make mistakes. And I'm, I'm begging you actually to make some. Because if you don't make any, you'll, you won't grow. You'll be a nice little, you'll be part of the prophetic team. In whatever church you decide to be part of for the rest of your life. And to some extent, that's really not bad. That's actually quite good. But please be more than that. Be prophetic in everything that you do. And then you will make mistakes at Tesco. You will make mistakes when everybody's watching. And be like, oh man God, not right now. Why do you why why do you not back me up now? Um, and you'll make mistakes when nobody's watching, yeah? But then you'll have breakthroughs as well that everybody can actually walk through because of you. Because you chose to actually continuously push the limits and be like, I believe that you can speak into this situation as well. I believe that you can bring healing into that situation as well. And yeah, it's it's this whole thing about Saul, you know, King Saul. One of the reasons God chose him, because he was taller than everybody else. (laughs) can you imagine it's like what is the criteria for a king i oh, should be taller all right we'll take oh this guy <laughs> by default it's like he was he was a head taller he says that everybody else is like oh man it's like we need a volunteer oh look at that Saul again oh. you will stand out you know if you are choosing to step out and you will be more visible than others And you will be prone to be a bit more ridicule or humiliation or embarrassment. But it's all worth it. Because, you know, that new wine today is going to taste mighty yummy tomorrow. Okay? So, how to judge a word? It's really, really simple. Honestly, bottom line is, does it sound like Jesus? Does it taste like Jesus? Does it smell like Jesus? Does it carry his DNA? Does it make... Does, does, does the Holy Spirit inside of you like it? That's, that's it. It's like, ooh. And you mind me like, ooh, I don't like this at all. You know, Ruth, for example, she is not by default a public speaking person at all. She does one-on-one. I get bored after half an hour. I'm like, come on, okay, we've been talking about this one issue now. Let's move on, you know. She just, oh, she sits down with you, just loves on you, all of that. And I am this kind of person. I love people giving me life. like The more people, the better. And then I know I can only spend 10 seconds with everybody, but I just, i will come alive. And Ruth is just much more the one-on-one. But she gets prophetic words about, you're a teacher. You know, you're going to be impacting just millions. You're going to be writing books. And she's like, no, I don't want this. I really don't want this. Because I'm the one-on-one girl. I'm not the teacher girl here. So her mind's like, no, I don't want this. Even her heart's like, oh, I don't really like this. Holy Spirit inside of her is like, oh, this is good. She's <laughs> like, ah, all right. So what am I going to do about this? Um, and so I don't, I don't mean you have to like the word, okay? But you know when Holy Spirit inside of you agrees. It's like, oh, This is, this is good. Um, 1 Thessalonians 5, love this, says, Do not quench the Spirit. Don't just because you want it to be nice. Uh be okay with things being a bit weird. Kingsville, we've actually recently been quite tame and normal. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm not trying to be weird for weird sake. But um you know when Holy Spirit does something? Just be okay with it, whatever that looks like. Nikki's usually just screeching and just just delight. Uh, pure delight is that just that's the only way to properly express delight is just high-pitched screeching, and and it's amazing. And then and so just don't quench Holy Spirit, whatever He wants to do. But don't don't define Holy Spirit by oh, it's always looking like this, so it has to look like that. Do not despise prophecy. And, you know, Rebecca was just covering that a bit. That just the, the hard attitude toward. Come on, do you really bless you? Do you need that? crutch or do you just and honestly if if the prophetic has replaced a, a living relationship with you and jesus then uh, you should stop listening to prophecies at least until you're back on track with jesus yeah because uh, i'd be really sad if if something would take the place of jesus in your life and then it ends with test all things and hold fast what is good it's like people give you words I record every word that's being given to me. If I don't have my phone with me, then I just—I just got an email from somebody on who shared a dream with me on Sunday, and I, I just asked him whether he could just email it to me because I want to keep a record of things. That doesn't mean that everything that I record is from God, but I keep a record of it so I can test it, so I can just, and then I can hold fast to that which is good. And uh, and then I—I've deleted some things already as well. So This is really not, Holy Spirit is not happy inside of me, yeah? It's not because I don't like the word. It's not because I only keep words that promise me glory and riches and fame. I like those ones. Um, It's not that. It's more just when Holy Spirit's like, "Don't, don't, don't take this one. It's just, it's not, you'd be wasting time. Abstain from every form of evil. It's all part of this. This is really weird, isn't it? It's like, don't quench the Holy Spirit. You know, just... Just make sure you keep on prophesying. Don't despise it. Um, Test all things. Hold on. Hold fast that which is good and abstain from every form of evil. And I just want to tell you that uh, I think having that, having that, uh, yeah, no, let's leave it there. What kind of fruit does it bring in people's lives? Your prophetic word. Again, does do you sow seeds that carry the DNA of Jesus? And can you see that somehow Jesus is growing in their lives as they engage with the word that you prophesied? Or vice versa in your life. Are the seeds that have been spoken into your life? Do they carry Jesus' DNA? Does does Jesus somehow in whatever aspect or area in your life. But does Jesus grow? I I know this is. The wrong terminology, but it's the best way of me describing it. Is is this a, does the kingdom expand within you because of the prophetic word or not? Um, again, is, is the person that prophesies, is that person willing to be judged in terms of the word? Um, or is it a, oh, you know, just if somebody, for example, I would you all have your phones ready somebody comes up to you guys and says hey can i give you a word perfect i've got my phone ready you know just hear prophesy oh no i don't record prophecies and then say well i don't listen to prophecies that i don't record Then just walk away seriously it's just not worth it if somebody for whatever reason feel like oh i don't want things to be recorded because then you get you really do get weird people at times as well they're really into conspiracy theory about either the government or the devil uh, you know, it's just like, oh, the demons can hear it, you know. So, or the government can hear it when it's on your phone. Like, well, then they know about my destiny. That's great. You know, but just, yeah. So, just, uh, is that person willing to just be part of your value structure as well? Now, that doesn't really work with, you know, itinerant speakers that give you a prophetic word. Um, but still, just you record it because I haven't met any person that actually isn't happy me recording anything, but even just with people that you do life with, um, in Kingsway, young adults work, whatever it is, somebody comes to you, just, um, be happy for it to be recorded, to be judged as well. Um, does, does the word conform with the Holy spirit within the Bible? Yeah, it's, um, it's really easy. Um, I did in my A levels, um, one of my majors was maths. And uh, it's it's really easy. A linear formula is very easily um, extracted if you just have two points. Yeah? You just give it two points, and you can just draw this line. And I don't need to know all the points in the future. I just need to have the formula. And the formula can be derived from those two points. And now, whenever you give me a point, I can check whether that point fits on the formula or not, even if it's 2,000 years later. Yeah? Because it's going it's to conform to the character of God. The Bible doesn't say anything about computers. Yeah, Whether you should buy one or not. You won't find it in scriptures. Oh, I'm going to do what the Bible says. Oh, tough luck buying a car. You know, just, um, But there is this, this thing of you read scripture. You encounter Jesus in it. Just, and does it conform? Does the word represent Jesus? Does it testify of him? And that you can read in the Bible that you have walked through. And then the word, does it fit on that on that formula of uh, formula is again it's a very poor choice of words, but does it does it fit into Jesus? Does it glorify Jesus? Um yeah. And just because a part of the word is wrong, doesn't mean the whole word is wrong. Really. Um does it make sense? It's really hard because we like taking everything or nothing, just that—that's what we're used to. Oh, don't read that book. That person has had an affair. Uh, yeah, that's probably really bad. What well, it not is probably it is really bad. But if there's revelation of God in the book, that doesn't make that revelation any less bad. And that's really hard for us, because ooh, we wouldn't read it. You know, just like that's the very first video that we watched. We wouldn't read any of the Psalms that David wrote if, you know, the people that, that committed murder or adultery wouldn't be on the list of people that we listen to. Now, this is a really scary thing. But it, it takes the maturity. You know, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. It is really that. Just learn how to, okay, I'm, I'm listening to that. I'm allowing Holy Spirit to, I'm, I'm letting it run through the Holy Spirit filter. Yeah. And I, I oh, I think this was good. That, I just, I don't know that's i'm still keeping a record ready to really keep it or really chuck it out i don't know and this mm, don't don't like it. even with the books that you gonna read like there's gonna be chapters in it that i tell you i don't agree with that chapter you you're free to you'd be wrong um <laughs> i don't i don't like this and yet i love the book i just don't agree with this bit and for us that's that's something that Again, the church as a whole, we haven't really learned how to do that very well. We are a, either all for something or just completely against it, and that's when you get really weird doctrine. Because honestly, nobody has perfect theology, and and even I would you believe it? Or Bill Johnson? You know, we're on the same level apparently. Uh, and and so, just it's that thing of. Can I listen to a prophetic word and be okay with agreeing and disagreeing with some parts of it? Um, And genuinely being like, rather than, ah, you know, if that was wrong, then this is probably not quite right either. It's like, no, this is just the Holy Spirit was so on it, and I grabbed this. Um, And this, I'm really happy just letting go. Amen? Easy. Easy. Ah, And now, last but not least, do's and don'ts. They really are the last big teaching in the prophetic. And again, just having those boundaries at the very end because we just wanted us to have a bit more of a let's go for it first before I tell you what to be careful about. Jesus' disciples, they, um, Jesus sends them out <clears throat> in twos. Guys, you know, this is going to be our first big outreach weekend. Um, go in twos. You have authority from me to, um, to heal the sick. You're going to cast out some demons. I mean, preach the gospel. Your mind's going to be blown. And it was. They came back. It's like, whoo! Even the demons just obeyed us. And Jesus is like, yes, I saw Satan falling out. This is amazing. Wow! And then the disciples turn around. Jesus, <clears throat> we don't know how to pray. I was like, teach us, teach us. Jesus, teach us how to pray. And, and you, you really, like, you mean, Jesus, you didn't, you didn't take them through ministry team training? Jesus, you mean you just, they don't, they don't even know how to pray? Are you kidding me? And somehow Jesus thought, I'll teach you that in due time. I need you to realize first that there's power. And then we're going to put some healthy boundaries around that. But if I just give you the framework first, you'll be so worried about not overstepping boundaries that you'll actually never walk to the full extent that you're supposed to. If I tell you the cliff is here, you won't be walking all the way to this point here. You'll be staying safe somewhere over there, yeah? I need you to fall off the cliff a couple times to realize that I'm actually allowed to walk all the way until that, that boundary. Just... And so often we've, we start off with, oh, guys, need to be careful about this. You know, be sure you do that. That we're so busy about staying really away from the extremes and, and still the good stuff that anything has to offer in the kingdom that we never max out our potential. Yeah, so hence now the, um, the do's and don'ts. Boom. Do's. Keep your ha- heart. heart. Keep your heart. Um, and mind focused on Jesus. It's it's that he's the one that we want to listen from, that we hear from. He's the source. He's our life. So he can choose whatever he wants to to talk through us, whether it's a billboard or a bus or a person or a scripture, uh, or even or even some stuff that we would consider. Is actually outside of the kingdom. Would you believe it? The God spoke through some New Age stuff or through some. Um, you know, Paul, Paul comes is it in Ephesus the temple, uh, Athens, the, the no, not the temple. Sorry, the um the altar to the unknown god, Athens. Yeah, yeah. So these guys just like just in case we missed one of the gods, we're gonna build one for the one that we forgot that we don't know about yet. And this is like, this is clearly, this is you going to a mind, spirit, body, new age kind of fair. And everybody's selling you crystals and all sorts of stuff. And then they sell you just, and this is the mystery God. And you're like, woohoo! I know who that one is. This is Jesus. Thank you, guys. You're so on it. New age group. You knew exactly what you were doing. This is what Paul did. You're like, well done, guys. You built an altar to Jesus. You didn't know who he was, but you built one. And he can just do that. He can quote stuff now. Now. That he quoted a, um, a poem to another God. In him, we move, we breathe, we have our being. All of a sudden, this is part of our scripture now. This, I love it. That God just redeems anything and everything, but it's still him. Yeah, we don't look into the new age inspiration for inspiration. It's Jesus, and he chooses to do and to speak to us whatever and however he wants to. Love, really self-explanatory. If you're an idiot, it doesn't matter how much you smile, people will still feel it. And if there's hardness, if there's hardness in your heart, people will feel it. And that's a real, that's a real challenge to me. Because uh, sometimes I don't feel very all uh, graceful and happy and loving. And I'm just like, Jesus, because all the words don't really matter. It's, it's what goes on in here. And people will feel it. Um, but on the other hand, if you walk in this and you're just really stressed, don't don't disqualify yourself from, oh, I can prophesy because I'm not walking in love. It's like, actually, if your life is a life of love, stress is not going to be able to cover love. When I was in school, um, back in the days when I was younger, um, one of my best friend's father was my dentist and uh now <laughs> i always joke the only reason why i didn't do hard drugs is because um my fear of needles and there's some truth to that i really don't like needles ah oh, it just it oh it just think ah oh, just thinking about it freaks me out yeah so here i was at the dentist sitting back knowing this is what's gonna come now there's gonna be a couple needles and there's gonna be drilling and it's just so, this is probably the least redeemed I've ever looked, you know, sitting on that chair awaiting doom. Um, and the next day, my friend came to me and it was like, my dad came home and he was raving about that there's such an aura around you. There's always such joy and so, such peace. And he just loves having you as a patient. I'm like, this, there, was, there was nothing but fear and dread That I felt sitting in that chair. Yeah. But if this is your life, if this is who you are, then a little bit of fear and panic won't be able to just overshadow that. But vice versa. If you're a mean person, a little bit of a smile is not going to make a difference either. Who you are is always going to come through. So live in love. Walk in love. Where you feel like, oh, dad, I'm still struggling. Ask him. It's like, Jesus, I need your view. When it comes to that person or that situation. Because at the moment, there's not much love in there. Just, just, I'm into that. Amen. Amen. And the thing is, you're prophesying over his kids, over his bride. You're prophesying over people that Jesus looks at and thinks, Flippin' heck, I would die for you. That's a big thing. And, oh, this is another thing. If you're annoyed with somebody, prophesy over them. Honestly, this is the best. Personally, <laughs> not 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 in front of them. <laughs> I, but seriously, I do this when I'm when I am annoyed and really angry with somebody because all I can see now is the offense. And uh, and honestly, at the moment, you you are an idiot. Yeah. And then I am prophesying over you, and all of a sudden, my view changes from just seeing the offense to how Jesus sees you. as somebody that's actually worth dying. There's something inside everybody that is not just nice, but is worth dying for. That's a whole other level of value. This is honestly, the, this is crazy. And that helps me come emotionally, come to the point of, I forgive you. Actually, I just, this uh, Jesus is going to fix whatever Is wrong there but man you're an incredible person thinking this is not what i thought five minutes ago five minutes ago i was ready to kill him not die for that person but you know there's that so just prophesy over that person just within you just like okay i bless you You you're just incredible person man of god with destiny with this and that and and wow this is wow so just keep your love on Submission. Again, Rebecca covered that really great. Um, As you prophesy, because all of us, we're still learning. So just be okay with um, people speaking into your life and still learning about, okay, um, so how do do you do this? Especially when it comes to a bit more specific stuff. You know, I want to learn more about prophesying dates and stuff. So I want to submit my, you know, I prophesied this one, but what do you think? What, what was there even a, was there even right to prophesy this in that moment? Let alone whether the date was right or not. Um, and how do I grow in this? Just, you know, that submission is just a hard attitude of, I'm always happy to learn. I think that's the best way of describing it. I'm always happy to learn. And I never be in a place where I think I know everything to the point where I, I'm not allowing you to speak into my life test all things again really self explanatory but somebody gives you a word or you give a word just does it taste like Jesus does it smell like him is it just is it glorifying him ah yeah and um, you'll be alright Renewing of mind. Just because he has chosen to fuse himself to you, your one spirit with him. Um, what goes on in your mind? Again, just like if you don't live in love, it's going to come through no matter how much you smile. And... uh so I'm not even talking about impurity because I think in, by default, again, in the past, church has always been like, oh, sexual sin, don't think about anything sexual. Um, yes, I mean, that's part of it. Just You want to have a sexual, pure mind. But it's much more than that. It's the, uh, it's just negativity, full stop. It's, you know that when Paul lists a whole thing, a whole list of, People that won't inherit the kingdom, grumblers, are in there. Yeah, there's murderers. And then there's teenagers. Yeah, the, yeah. People that don't listen to their parents. And then there's grumblers. And you think, heck, we just lost the youth. Now now we, um, people that complain, we lost the two last rows in church. Because that's where the grumblers sit. Yeah, there's... Apologies for anybody in the last rows. But, but all of a sudden you realize that actually he takes what goes on within you very, very serious. Um, and it's this, do you compare yourself to, oh, why? And, and you, you, get, you get offended about somebody else that actually has nothing to do with you. But somehow it does because you have a certain set of values that you think is right and everybody should adhere to those values. So just what's going on within you is really going to affect how you prophesy. And if there's a genuine, I love you, I'm always happy to bring some correction if you ask me to, but I love you. I don't judge you. I don't lord over you. I don't despise you. I don't talk bad about you behind your back. There's no rolling of eyes in the kingdom. Ooh. There's no rolling of eyes in the kingdom. Really, there isn't. That's the opposite to honor. Because, yeah, on, I, and I know enough people that do that. And if I see somebody rolling their eyes, it actually creates such insecurity inside of me. Because it's a cynicism that just is, is just crushing life. So just what's going on in here? What's going on in there? That is gonna be that's gonna be how the water that flows out of you, that's how it's gonna taste. Yeah? If there's strawberries and happiness and rainbow in your minds, that's what it's gonna taste like. Yeah. If there's all sorts of rubbish in there, that's what it's gonna taste like. It just you won't be able to help it. You can say all the right things. Paul says, if I don't have love, profits me nothing. Okay? Perfect. Stick to the basics. While we're still learning, do you remember what it is? Prophecy is for edification, exhortation, and comfort. There's really good boundaries to stick to. Um, that doesn't mean that you're only allowed to prophesy those things. Quite the opposite. I really want you guys, I keep saying, push it, push it, push it. But, but as you step beyond those things, I would really encourage you to be even more transparent and very careful. Just saying, look, I might be wrong, but... And then just give people a real chance to just not take your word or even be careful who you prophesy over because some people are more mature and can, can handle mistakes better than other people. But as we practice, as a general rule for everybody else, just stick to the basics. I mean, it's, again, it's not about showing off how great you are and how professional you are in your prophetic gifting, but it's about edification, exhortation, and comfort. And if me telling you that God loves you and thinks the world of you is edifying you, that needs to be enough for me within me. Does that make sense? Good. Accountability. Again, just allow people to speak into your life. Um, Allow people to challenge you on some personal things. Again, if this is clean and clear and healthy, whatever is going to come out of you will be also. Yeah? So... You may be the most accurate prophet and somebody challenges you on your marriage, allow them to, because that will affect everything. So it doesn't always need to be connected per se, but in the kingdom everything actually is. So ah. they're they're all they're all the same thing. Have an open heart. Um, invite people into your life because if, if you don't have a love for people, you'll treat them as objects to prophesy over. It's with everything. It's not just prophecy. It's evangelism. It's probably more than, more in evangelism than with anything else. If I just see you as a potential um, testimony for Sunday morning, ooh, they'll feel that as well. You know, just God loves you, God loves you, God loves you. Uh, okay, you're willing to talk to me. I'm going to talk to you. But all you guys... Screw you. But it's like actually if I have a genuine love and that's something that you just we need to walk in into growing and ah But this is when you when Isabel prophesies over you. You just you're being hugged by the father, it's like that. Because the person that's the that's the only person that matters at that moment is that person that I encounter right now. So just and last but not least, I keep hammering this point. Take risks. Please, please, please. I'd honestly I'd rather clean up your mess than push you to take risks. It's a lot more work for me to be like, come on, do something. It's and it says in Proverbs, you know, I'd rather have an ox that that does require a lot of cleaning and the stable is messy and all that, but I love the produce and the the fruit that comes from having life. And life is always going to be really messy. But a couple of years into this whole school of ministry thing, there's very few things that we haven't had yet. You know? And all that can be very easily cleaned up what 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 is really hard is to change something on the inside when it comes to a pursuit and a desire and a passion for god i cannot impart that i can kind of live it and you can choose to get infected or not by that i can help you clean up your life i can help you practically walk through stuff but this Ah, oh, I just love Jesus and love the world. I can't do that. You—that's something that. So just take risks, be brave, be courageous, be out there. Yeah. Nice one. Perfect. Now all the things that aren't really the helpful, the most helpful thing. Um, <clears throat> when you give a word and you don't know what it means, ask. Don't presume. Seriously. Um, just because you're prophet, you know, now that, you know, you've gone through the week, doesn't mean you know everything. Um, so just ask. I have a picture, but I have no idea what it means. I'm asking God, but he still hasn't given me an interpretation. So I'm going to share it and ask, does that mean anything to you? As I'm giving you something, just ask them. You, you don't have to wait until the very end of your prophetic flow. You can just ask them, does it mean anything to you? Because you look like right, right now... As if this is means nothing to you, or whoa, well, this seems like it's hitting you really hard, does that mean anything i I always do um it was elisha um the widow came to him and uh Gehazah, 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 his servant um sees her and she comes and she looks really distressed, and uh she comes and clings to him and and The servant, a bit like the disciples, Jesus, like, trying to get her away from him. And uh, the prophet's like, leave her. You can clearly see that she's distressed, but actually have no idea what she's distressed about. Let's ask her. You know, the prophet would be like, I have no clue what's going on, but let's ask her. And she's right there. So not everything has to be an impartation from the Lord. You can just ask people as well. And he doesn't really care about what kind of socks you wear in the morning. So you just, you don't have to ask him about everything in your life. Just yeah? Be normal. Timing. Um, it's a really, again, as much as the content of your prophetic word is important, the timing of it is really important. I mean, that what Rebecca just said about Sharon had this word for her two years prior to um, Rebecca giving up her job. But it's just, it wasn't the time then. And then... When, when God did something within Rebecca, then Sharon could give that confirmation. And, and that was the, oh, this is actually God. He, he's in this, in the midst of this is all scary and new and ah. But, oh, this is good. Two years prior, it may have caused maybe more offense than actually helpful things. But but it's that just know, know when the right time is to say, oh, so. well, maybe you just never, ever, ever say it. Um. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I've I've made a lot of mistakes here. Um, just because, yeah. Just be okay with waiting. Again, back to basics. If you know that you're consistently wrong giving dates, maybe you should stop for a bit. Yeah, just, don't don't try to be Sean Bolt just because he's been here and we think Flippinak, we need to know everybody's birthday in our name um, we're going to do this from now on and yeah just know this is again it's contrary to what I just said about take risks but it's it's that tension of um, <clears throat> know the measure of faith that you have and y- you'll know that that like, oh I've, I've got a measure of faith for this and then just be okay with, I really don't have faith over there, but I do feel drawn over there, so I want to learn. But even more so, I'm accountable in those kind of things. And even more so, I'm more I'm more careful with that because I know there's a much, much, much higher chance for me to actually make mistakes when I'm stepping out and giving dates or places or phone numbers or whatever it is. Um, yeah. Naturally supernatural. Don't be weird. Um and and this is what Hazani was saying before. Just can I just actually prophesy so, over somebody in a normal conversation? Does it always have to be? I thank you, you know, Lord. I thank you for Chris because he's like, no, just be normal. I think actually, more than anything, please don't don't be weird, because um, you'll probably have a lot more normal conversations than prophetic conversations during your during your day. Um, and if you can only prophesy a certain way you, um either you'll you'll make it really hard for people to connect with Jesus because you're just introducing a whole weird Jesus to them um, or you disqualify yourself from from allowing them to meet Jesus because you don't think you can it's almost like so often we have two different it's like two different worlds church here and we have we have our you know ooh there's a real there's real anointing here. Where else do you hear that phrase, yeah? But here for us, this is the most, everybody's like, yeah, yeah. Oh, do you feel that? Yeah, I feel it. <laughs> yeah, I work people You're feeling what? Um, it was oh, the funniest thing. It was um, Mark Stibby. They had Bill Johnson over. And Mark Stibbe, uh, Bill Johnson was staying in his house. And Mark Stibby was hanging out with a friend after Bill. And left and it's like, oh Bill. He really left the deposit with us. I was <laughs> like, He did what? <laughs> so his friend was thinking he kind of like didn't flush the loo or something. Is because for us, we're like, Oh, yeah, you know, anointing and just a real deposit, whatever that means. But we think it's something good, yeah. For anybody else out there, it's like, He did what? not <laughs> even that's a very rude guest. So just be normal. And so in your prophecies as well, that's really hard because you learn how to prophesy within this, within this culture. And now you need to take this that you started to exercise and actually exercise it in the real world. Just, that's why he is just prophesying over somebody without using our Christian lingo. is really hard, but it's actually really necessary. That's what Jesus did. He's like, guys, look at the birds. Just, just like that, God's going to look after you. And somebody's like, whoa. Rather than, oh, you know, he's Jehovah Jireh, your provider. He's like, what? This, that wouldn't mean anything. So just, I, I know none of you would be that weird, but we still are a bit. So just don't be. Okay? Keep it simple. Don't try to impress. Um, again, the most, the biggest prophetic word Of the whole Old Testament was. What? Nobody likes to answer that. Because it's just like. Oh man. It's going to be a trick question. Jesus. Yeah it's true. I can't can't go wrong with Jesus. (laughs) You know there's Isaiah. I mean. The whole book full of prophecies. There's Jeremiah. There's Daniel. These guys prophesied like. As if it was their full time job. Then there's John the Baptist, who we know nothing about. We don't know any. We, we've never had a recorded sermon, apart from him being angry at the scribes. And then he, does, he gives that one prophetic word that says, Behold, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world. And he's like, Whoa, best prophecy until now. <laughs> I was like, Oh, that, that took exactly three seconds. Seriously. He... Was the greatest, apparently. What? So just don't, don't, don't think, you know, oh, Isabel, she prophesied for 10 minutes, you know, or oh, Rebecca, she's just really on it. I need to match. No, just be. If you have something that takes a long time to explain, it takes a long time to explain. If it's only one word or two sentences, stick to that. Just keep it simple. Just deliver the mail. You're not responsible for somebody paying their bill. Okay? So you prophesied something over them. You don't check up whether, hey, I prophesied Africa over you. You know, have you got your passport? Have you done something? Have you got your flu shots or your whatever shots you need? Have you? No. Now, there's a difference between journeying with somebody and together being accountable, holding each other accountable to the promises of God. But but there's an unhealthy, I'm checking up on you because somehow... You owe me the fulfillment of the prophecy I gave you. Don't do that. Yeah. Um, and manifestations. Just because somebody's wobbling doesn't mean they're right. Yeah. Um, oh, just because somebody—it doesn't mean the weirder the better. It, it, it vice versa. It also doesn't mean the more normal the less anointed. Um, it's. It really is. It's a weird thing. John Arnold, one of my heroes. He does not manifest at all. He's like the rock. And then God just pours out this, the craziest revival manifestations in the last 50 years over this guy who, through it all, stands there. Big belly. I love it. Has his, he, rests his, he rests his mic on it. And it's like, that. So, oh, isn't that great? It's just like he's the calmness. Honestly, he's such a friend of God. I've seen him. This has nothing to do with that. This guy, he just inspires me so much. He just walks up on stage. He has no notes or nothing. And it's just, oh, his notes. Sometimes I've seen a picture of notes. It says, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Oh, those are good notes. <laughs> um, but he stands there and he just... Just tell stories, you know. I've just been to India, I've just been to America, I've just been to Africa, I've just been to Europe. Wasn't that great? And it seems like Holy Spirit just loves hanging out. So they're friends. So when John's on stage, Holy Spirit's on stage as well because they're just mates. He's just, uh, isn't that? And when he prays for you, Chris, stand up. When he prays for you, he doesn't do the oh Shabba. He just he, he's big as well. Don't know if he, have you seen John Arnold before? Yeah. He just, not in a mean way, but he just grabs you by your throat. He's like, oh, thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you. He's just like, and just like, there's nothing weird about it. Well, that is a bit weird, yeah, but, bit weird. but, but he just, he just does that, and that's it. And then just, you fall down or you don't fall down. That's really okay. But he's just so, oh yeah, all the time. He's really happy. All the, Well, not all the, Yeah, exactly. John, pray for me. He's like, yeah, I, yeah, he. He tweets me, praying for you, Timo. Um, But he's so secure in himself. He doesn't need to impress anybody. But also in all this, you know, then there's Carol. Then there's Heidi Baker there. Then there's all the other weird people in Toronto. I mean, good weird. And they're all just seriously extreme. Um, Stacey Campbell. I mean, very few people can handle Stacey Campbell Given words and all that. And he just, I'm sure he struggled with, oh man, God, why not me? But that's it. And I'm given prophetic words and that's it. I don't need to do any of this other stuff. Now, next person, Stacy Campbell, for example, she does. <sharp inhale> <sharp inhale> <sharp inhale> if you ever heard a word from me, there's more <inhale> on it than anything else. Honestly, she does, <sharp inhale> <sharp inhale> And the Lord <sharp inhale> was telling me <sharp inhale> constantly. And it's great, but that doesn't make it any more anointed or accurate than, oh, thank you, Lord. It's, it's the same thing. It's the same thing because it's just different vessels, okay? So just because you have an anointing to manifest or you feel the manifestation right now doesn't mean, oh, this is going to be an spot-on prophetic word. You could be still way off. Or just because you don't feel anything doesn 't mean that it 's not going to be on, um, but on the other hand don 't let i 've been to a couple of meetings where I was told you need to either stop praying for people or stop manifesting, but we, we don 't allow both i'm like <laughs> that doesn 't make sense to me either, but somehow it 's just like I just, to this day, I have no idea why. So I chose to stop praying for people. So I can't help it right now. <laughs> um but so manifesting or not manifesting it really doesn't matter. Yeah. Enjoy it. But it's not a a spiritometer. Yeah, it's just it's not. Thank you for listening to the I Destiny podcast. For further information check out www.idestiny.org.uk